Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 218 of the Running Rogue podcast. This is your host, Chris McClung, and I'm excited about today's episode as we are going to talk about a cause that is near and dear to my heart. I'm going to welcome Cammie Hawkins to the show. Cammie is the CEO of a nonprofit called Marathon Kids, which is a 25-year-old nonprofit based in Austin, Texas, that is focused on getting kids active, getting kids running, and we'll talk about that mission for the organization, but they are a nationwide organization based here in Austin, and I'm excited to share the story of that organization, plus tell you about a challenge that I'll be taking on to help raise money for Marathon Kids. We'll get to that in just a second, a few things to start, first of all, just wanted to recognize and honor the day, which is this Martin Luther King Day. And I wanted to point you to episodes 182 and episodes 186 from the past episodes. If you haven't listened to those yet, those were conversations that I had on running and racism and how to be an ally in this discussion about race. With those conversations, I really appreciated the perspective of my guests, Alexandria Williams, as well as Dion Schaffner, about turning your sentiments on the topic of race into action. And I think that's what Martin Luther King would have wanted us to do. So if you need a refresher or if you haven't listened, go back to those two episodes, 182 and 186. Secondly, wanted to quickly give you a heads up that we have opened podcast group training and you have the opportunity between now and the end of January, January 31st, to get signed up for one of three programs that might fit your needs. First of all, we've got our main podcast training group, what we call the Renegades Worldwide. That is a group of athletes that are training for all distances, but that are more experienced and are serious about getting faster. That group has three different tracks to it, a speed track for those focused on the 5K and 10K, a half marathon track, and then a full marathon track for those who might have those opportunities this spring. You can jump in on that. I co-coach that group with prior guest of the show, James Dodds. Then secondly, we have our base training program, which is a program geared towards those getting started in running who might want to build their mileage or perhaps those coming back from injury who are looking to rebuild their mileage. That's coached by Coach Jason Brooks and Coach Jen Harney, both have been who have been guests on the podcast as well. And then finally, we have the third group, what we call the She Squad, which is a women's only group that is focused primarily on the half marathon distance, but... Ruth, I know, is customizing schedules for almost any need in that program as needed. And so you can get signed up for those three programs between now and the end of January. And to do so, just go to our website, click on the train button at the top, and then underneath that, you'll see virtual group training. Click in there and you'll get all of the details. So go check that out. Then lastly, again, I want to just quickly tee up this conversation with Cammie Hawkins. Again, she is the CEO of Marathon Kids, a nonprofit dedicated to getting kids ages kindergarten through fifth grade active and running. That organization has been doing it for 25 years, and I've actually been involved with the organization myself for about 17 years in a variety of ways, which we will talk about. But I'm having this conversation with Cammie for three reasons. One, I wanted to just raise awareness for this organization, Marathon Kids, which is one 
that I fell in love with 17 years ago and have been active with ever since because they're doing for kids everything that I get to do for adults all the time, which is to give them access to a new and better life through this sport of running. And I want you to hear about what they're doing and all the great things they're doing actually across the country with kids. Secondly, I'm having this conversation because I want to give you some tips on what to do with your kids around running if they might have that interest and how to kickstart their life in the sport in a way that will be both safe for them but also sustainable so that they can develop a lifelong love for it. And then finally, I'm doing this podcast quite simply to raise money for the cause. It is the 25th anniversary of Marathon Kids this year. They've served over 2.5 million kids in their first 25 years and are hoping to serve many more than that in the next 25 years. But in order to do that, we need funding, especially as we move into a new digital age for the organization. And so I'm trying to raise $20,000 for the organization, and I'm kicking off that effort by taking on a challenge, which I'll talk about in the conversation with Cami. But if you'd like to contribute to that cause, I'll have a link in the show notes. Certainly not required, but I would appreciate it. All that money will go to Marathon Kids so that they can get kids into this sport that we love. So with that as an intro, let's jump into the conversation with Cami. Here we go. Welcome Cami Hawkins to the Running Rogue podcast. How are you doing today, Cami? Doing great. Thanks. It's good to have you on. As I mentioned in the intro, Cami is the CEO of Marathon Kids and a partner with me as the chair of the board in helping direct Marathon Kids into the future. It's a 25-year-old organization. We're hoping to build a foundation for the next 25 years. And because it's such a fun story and because the organization has made an impact in the lives of kids, getting involved in running for so long, it's a story I wanted to tell on this podcast. And there's no better person than Cami to tell it since you're running the organization now. So I want to start, Cami, with just, first of all, the mission of the organization and a bit of an overview on how it works. Sure. Um, so the mission of the organization is just that through running, we show kids that they can do more than they ever thought possible and put them on a path to a healthier life. And basically, it's just about getting kids active and moving. Um, we want to teach them at a young age that, that physical activity is important. And the way that kids learn best is when they're having fun and running is fun and they just make it part of their lives. So that's, that's the mission in a nutshell. Our vision, of course, is that we would have all kids active and healthy. Um, that's a big goal, but no reason we can't achieve it. Absolutely. And, and so then how does it work? You know, what do the kids actually do as a part of the program? So Marathon Kids is based on um, a model where we challenge kids and the equivalent of four marathons through the course of a school year. So a little bit every day, quarter mile, half mile at a time, they add that mileage up to achieve those marathon milestones and ultimately reaching that 4.8 miles or more. Um, Cause we actually do have lots of kids that go beyond that. And basically we do it through schools. So a PE teacher, classroom teacher um, signs the kids up and 
They register the kids through our Marathon Connect, plat Connect platform, and then they use a digital QR code for scanning, or they can enter mileage manually, and they just start tracking miles. Um, it's based on what we call our six pillars of long adoption, and basically those pillars just stand to reinforce that, that uh, commitment to running, setting, tracking those goals, working with a team, and then we reward kids incentives and motivate them through celebrating their achievements. Yes, and it was founded over 25 years ago now in Austin, Texas. Certainly the roots are here, but we've now expanded it across the country and really from coast to coast, you've got Marathon Kids operating and running within the program. So just give us a quick sense of scale. How many kids are involved in the program what geographies are we generally serving? So this year we um, will reach about 200,000 kids across the country. We already have kids registered in 49 states. Um, the majority of our kids are in Texas and a large population of those kids are right in Austin. So because we're incorporated into Austin Independent School District, we reach every elementary school in Austin, which is about 30,000 kids. And then we probably have about 65,000 kids in the state of Texas. And then the rest of our kids are sprinkled across the United States. It's so cool to see their reach now. I got involved with the program almost 17 years ago now. I found it when I was in grad school, actually here at the University of Texas, came across the program because there was an event on campus to help kick off the program at UT and kind of discovered it that way and then got involved wanting to fundraise essentially for the organization through a race that I was directing with my graduate school program. And the rest is kind of history. I've seen it from all sides. I like to say that I've been involved with Marathon Kids in, in every way you can be, except be a Marathon Kid because it didn't exist when I was born. But I've done Pretty much everything from volunteer to fundraise to be a sponsor to be a partner in various ways and of course now to work as a partner on the board and and i'm a father of three marathon kids which has been fun to see from that side i wanted to tell a quick story about why i got so passionate about it when i when i first learned about the organization i went to a health fair because i was doing a project within the school to help promote a health initiative that was born in Austin, separate from Marathon Kids. And so I went to this health fair on the east side of Austin and I came across at this health fair, a booth for Marathon Kids. I was talking to the volunteers there that were talking about the program. And this woman came up, this middle-aged woman who was suddenly very, very excited to see someone from Marathon Kids. And so I got to overhear her talking about how her kid was in the program and the program operates in K through fifth grade. So that's the, the age of students that we're working with. But her kid was in the program and she and her son had started walking together to help build his mileage in the program. And she was so excited because it had gotten her moving. And she talked about how she'd lost a bunch of weight, had gotten healthy herself and was more active because of the program. And also was really excited about the fact that it was something that she could do with her son. And so it was just, it was for me, and I was just watching this kind of as a third party in the conversation, 
but it became so clear so quickly that this was about the kids certainly and getting them involved in running, but also about so much more when you think about that potential parent connection and what people can do as families. And so I was hooked from that point. From that point, it was really all about how could I get involved? How could I help this type of organization? Because I already knew what running could do in the lives of my own life. And from that point forward, I've been involved in various ways to, to, to help give back to others. But I would love to hear from you, Cami, on a little bit of that history. You know, you obviously have gotten involved in the last three years. So you're relatively new in the grand scheme up to the organization, but I know you know the history well. So talk about the beginnings from what you know when Kay Morris started the program back in the late 90s. Yeah, I love I love hearing that story because it really just um, strikes exactly to why Kay started the program to begin with. So she had um, come to running um, later in her life and had trained for a marathon, used a, a mileage log, I think, out of Runner's World and, you know, worked with the guys over at Runtax to train and run for her first marathon. And she recognized then that if she had been introduced to this earlier in her life, that she would have benefited from it. And she just had such a positive experience that she wanted to give that experience to kids. and so. That was really it. And the mileage log was the simple tool that was, you know, became kind of the crux of the program to give kids something that they could track to and towards to reach that first 26.2 miles, you know, 28. So it was um, a simple idea. And, you know, kids connected to the running community and then also through the mayor's office, she got connected to the schools. And then that was the beginning. And I think in the first year, they had about 2,000 kids um, in a couple of different schools in Austin. And it just started growing from there. And every year it just got bigger and bigger and more and more schools wanted to participate. And then Kay started going to these PE conferences and people in other cities heard about it. And it was just a really simple, easy way to engage kids on a level that they could easily understand, get them moving, have them achieve this awesome goal and feel really great about, about what they'd done. Yeah. And I think the beautiful thing that she figured out is that you needed to get it done through the schools. That that was the access point that really gave her the ability to reach more kids because the schools needed that program to get the kids active as a part of their curriculum. And she was able to provide it. And then that helped really get things to take off because it gave her that natural outlet to find the kids who needed it. Yeah, I I agree. And and in addition to that, you know, I mean, as a nonprofit, we want to serve, well, we want to serve everyone, but we have a specific mission to really reach those vulnerable populations and those kids that don't have access to extracurricular activity or sports and athletics that, that, you know, some other kids might have access to. And in addition to that, you know, the pendulum on physical act and physical education in schools kind of swings back and forth. And we were at a point in time when physical activity was being um, eliminated from the school day. And, you know, that has a lot of negative effects on kids' ability to learn. Um, and so having it built into the school system not only provides additional curriculum for the physical education teacher, but it important physical activity minutes during the school day. 
Yes. And she was also really big on making it accessible, making it in that she wanted to be accessible for all backgrounds, all ability levels, those that could walk to those that could run who or, or perhaps wanted to achieve a little bit more. She also wanted to make it free so that anybody could do it and have access to it and and simple you know simple easy to easy to use easy to execute early on the kids were just simply filling filling out coloring little blocks on a mileage log to indicate what they'd accomplished in order to build up to that first marathon over smaller increments that you as you said and it was it was just a simple elegant idea but k was a tenacious absolutely tenacious <laughs> implementer in in getting behind this passion of hers that she developed and she basically wouldn't take no for an answer wherever she took the program, which was fun to watch from the outside once I got involved. And I think that kind of tenacious, gritty, go get it done attitude is still pervasive in the organization. Yeah, totally agree. Um, you know, I've, I had the fortune of the uh, meet Kay in the last couple of years and um, she still has that same attitude. She's still very passionate about health and fitness and kids and, and, and the program and seeing the program succeed. So, um, yeah. And, you know, just to kind of round out the circle, you know, you talked about me having just come to Marathon Kids in the last three years, but I've been in Austin a long time. My kids grew up here. So I had two Marathon Kids that went through the program in the early 2000s. So I was a volunteer. I would go to the kickoff and finisher events. So I feel like I've kind of always been a part of the Marathon Kids team. Yes. Yeah. So quickly there, I would love to get more on your background before we kind of go back to the organization. How did you find your way to becoming CEO of Marathon Kids? Yeah. So it was a, yeah, not a straight path. Um, so I started my career in healthcare administration. So um have a master's from Trinity University, and I've worked in pretty much every kind of healthcare setting um, that's out there. Both acute care, long-term acute care, multidisciplinary physician clinics. Ultimately, I became a consultant with GE Healthcare. And so I found myself kind of traveling all over the country doing these big um, system integration projects, um, lots of process improvement, um, throughput planning and um, projects. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. So my smaller consulting form was ultimately bought out by GE. So uh, at that point in time, I really was tired of the of being a road warrior and wanted to find something kind of back in Austin where I could give back um, and something that I was passionate about. I mean, health has always been you know part of my career. So. I just happened upon the listing in LinkedIn to be perfectly honest and didn't even know if I was the right person for the job, but um, had kind of um, a connection to the recruiting company. And so I reached out for a conversation to see if I even fit the mold and the board decided to go with me. They thought a private um, coming from the private sector and having that healthcare background and for-profit setting um, we might be able to borrow some of those things in the nonprofit organization. So here I am. Yeah, certainly with the healthcare background. And what's your background in health and fitness personally? 
What do you like to do to stay active? Yeah. So these days I um, do, well, it's at CrossFit Central, but it's really the HIT training program. So the high intensity interval training. Um, And then I still run from time to time. I'm not the runner that I used to be or the runner that I want to be, but um, I still enjoy running. And um, I also enjoy tennis, hiking, skiing, anything. (laughs) (laughs) Do it all. So I would love to dig into a little bit of the, the, the journey that has been Marathon Kids over the last 25 years. I think the, one of the cool things to me, one of the cool metrics is that we've been able to serve 2.5 million kids over the last 25 years, which is a whole lot of lives touched in a positive way through running. But as you reflect now as CEO on what the organization has been able to accomplish over these 25 years, what do you what do you highlight? Yeah, I think um, the key that has has made Marathon Kids successful is that it has continued to evolve as kids have evolved, um, and as you know, everything has evolved as technology has evolved, as um, kind of even physical education and physical activity in schools, like I touched on a bit earlier, has evolved. But I think the main thing is that we have continued to try to meet kids where they are, whether it's with the language, with the the aesthetic of Marathon Kids, or with the technology. So that's been the biggest transformation. And then I would say too, um, probably about, probably close to 10 years now ago, the organization really had started taking a more serious um, approach to how much physical activity kids were getting So as you know, um, childhood obesity rates have been on the rise, you know, since the 70s, really. We've kind of plateaued, um, but we haven't really yet reversed the trend on childhood obesity. And so at about that time, Marathon Kids really got engaged in the idea that kids are supposed to get that 60 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity a day, and only one in five children are actually getting that amount of physical activity. And so we changed the model of the program from the single marathon goal to now the four marathon goal to show that the, show those kids that it's, it's not just, you don't just do it for a period of time and you don't just do it, you know, haphazardly once in a while, but you do it every day, you make it a habit. And by doing that, you can really achieve these months out there. Yeah, and four marathons is the target, 104.8 miles. But as you said, there are kids that go well beyond, including a few famous, now famous marathon kids. Give us a few of the stories of some that have really taken it, taken it far. Yeah, I mean, just since since I've been here. So when I came on board, there was this there was this photo in the office of this um, of this kid, Trevor, and he. Um, you know, he's just running and he's got this beautiful smile on his face. And, um, the, the, the team had told me that he, the you know longest running, he had the most miles of any marathon kids and he had run, I think it was 18 marathons. And so then to hear his story, he had been adopted from a country in Africa. He had moved to Austin. So he had a new country, new family, new school, new language. And he happens to end up at a school in Austin that does marathon. 
And so he gets that, right? He can run. So he catches onto the program and he just wants to run all the time. PE, recess, every minute he has free during the school day, he's running. Well, then of course, kids start to notice and they start running with him. And this allows him to learn the language quicker, to develop a friend group, to really, you know, feel like he has a community. So it's not only a great story about the number of miles he ran, but about what Marathon Kids did for him as a, as a new kid to, to America, really. But so he was our one. He was the guy that was like running the most miles. Well, then the very next year, we were out in Lampasas. We have a phenomenal coach out there, Kyle Black, and his daughter, Kelby. We were telling her the story of T-Bone, Trevor. Hmm. And um, she, she got it in her head that she was going to beat Trevor's miles she was going to take it you know she took it as a challenge and so she ran I think it was 21 marathons that year but then she didn't stop there she kept and that child ran over a thousand miles in three years of marathon kids so it was it was incredible and then we had a young lady last year and I'm I'm blanking on her name right now but she even surpassed Kelby so you know it's um it's a great to have those kind of role model kids out there because kids kind of catch on to that and they're like, well, they can do it. I can do it. <laughs> That's right. So, it's awesome. Yeah. And the other thing I think we've seen is that certainly, you know, as you mentioned with Trevor, it was about the running, but it was also about him assimilating to a new country, developing from friend group and the community and probably building confidence in a place where maybe he didn't start out with a lot of confidence in a new country. So talk about some of those additional benefits that we see in kids well beyond the actual physical component. Yeah, that's, um, you know, Marathon Kids has always been evidence-based. So that's something that's really important to the organization, important to the work that we do is that we want to ground it in the impact and, you know, the research and what we can kind of point to. One of our research studies, you know, showed exactly what you just spoke to. And that is that kids that do Marathon Kids consider themselves athletes. They have a higher um, thought of themselves as being able to be athletic. So that's a big thing. Um, and then we just know from all the research, kids do better. I mean, we literally have CAT scans of, of kids that have been sedentary, you know, sitting in front of desk working and what happens to the brain activity after 30 minutes to an hour. And then you take them outside or you do physical activity for 20 minutes and you do the CAT scan again and their brains are literally lit up where they're ready to learn and they're better able to control their behavior and so they're focused and um, you know we don't have as many what they call referrals in school or going to the principal's office and then we even have correlations um Schools that have good physical activity built into the school day also exhibit better attendance records. And that's important in our public schools because attendance is how they get their funding from the state. So, um, so physical activity and hence Marathon Kids does all of those things. And those are just kind of the proven researched things that we always point to. But then anecdotally, um, we have just seen so many stories of kids who have developed confidence. They talk about how how running gives them a freedom, allows their mind to be free so that they can alleviate that stress 
of whatever pressure it is that they're feeling, whether it's a test or a um, particular exercise that they're trying to do from start, and then having gotten out and run, they can come back and their mind is open and free to then attack the lesson plan or whatever it is they're, they're trying to learn. And then the social part of it is another huge piece. We have kids tell us all the time that, you know, they're all levels. There are the kids that go really fast and finish the mileage before everybody else or run it faster or run more miles. But then we often have those kids also going back and helping and running alongside their friends and their friend groups and bringing them along to reach whatever goal it is that that child is trying to reach. So all positive things, social, academic, emotional, confidence, self-esteem. Yeah. I mean, all, all of those listening as runners, mostly they get it right. I mean, we know as adults what it does for us. And, and then you think about instilling those habits early on, it's just really powerful, the potential impact. And I always, you know, always think about how, how with those 2.5 million kids, it's really immeasurable the impact that the organization has had because of what case started, because we don't know and it's harder to track what that means for that fifth grader, that fourth grader, that third grader who is now 25 to 30 to even older than that and how that may have impacted their future confidence in themselves, their career path, whatever it may be. And it's, it's cool to think about. And I wish we could somehow capture that because we know it's, we know it's real. Well, and hopefully we will someday be able to capture, capture that. I mean, now, um, as we get better on collecting data on kids, as we have an opportunity to maybe get some longitudinal data on some of these kids, we can start to see some of that stuff. You know, we've talked about, Chris, you know, um, especially with the 25th anniversary, how cool would it be if Marathon Kids alumni would kind of come back to the organization, tell us their stories about you know, if they're still running or what their physical activity is these days. And if they have a memory or, you know, something that related marathon kids to what it is that they're doing now. I know from just my kids, their friends and people that I've come across here in Austin, um, that we have lots of people who remember marathon kids fondly. They say, oh my, I remember marathon kids. I remember running, you know, in the finisher event or doing the final mile. I love that program. And so just hearing that, you know, that it did have an impact. I mean, we have teachers now in AISD that were marathon kids, you know, years ago. Right. So right. yeah, it's pretty cool. It is cool. So let's talk a little bit about where we're going next with the organization. One of the things that we're in the middle of and why this 25th anniversary milestone is so important is we're in the middle of another evolution of the program, really moving towards a more digitally based platform, which is something that's new to us, but is also going to unlock a lot of potential for the program. So talk about what we're doing with that and with Marathon Kids Connect. I'd love to. So Marathon Kids Connect is our new web-based and mobile um, application. And we really came to this 
um, decision to do the digital transformation from the feedback that we had been receiving from our coaches. So if you understand the way Marathon Kids is organized, we have a fairly small staff, there are 11 of us, but then we have a huge network of volunteer coaches across the country. So those are our boots on the ground. They are literally an extension of the Marathon Kids staff out in the community. And so they have been telling us for a while that, you know, the aggregating of the data is the, is the, the part that causes them the most kind of administrative nightmare. You can imagine their PE teachers, their classroom teachers, they have a million other things to do. The last thing they want to do is take a colored sheet and add up all the miles on the, on the analog mileage log and put it into a spreadsheet. So we developed this program this tool really for the coaches, but we saw it as much more than that. We really, you know, want to expand the community of Marathon Kids to create a community where people can engage through the program and with the program um, and what they're doing in their, their local communities, in their schools, in their classrooms, in their districts across the country. So we did a pilot program last year and um, it went wild. We doubled the number of kids we were able to serve just in a matter of a couple of months. And so we took on the building of this new application and we launched it in August. And of course, we did this all amidst a global pandemic. And um, that has kind of had a little bit of, of uh, some lays on maybe the implementation, but we are seeing just huge positive results. The number of kids that we're going to be able to reach and the data that we're now able to capture on each individual runner. Yeah, which is powerful because in the past, as you, as we've said, it was tracked manually, <laughs> coloring sheets, which was cool and fun and fun for the kids. But it wasn't something necessarily that we could get parents engaged with. We couldn't show that data to administrators and sponsors who might support the program. And the ability to then aggregate that information up for research and really understanding the impact of the program was more challenging. But now with this digital transformation, we can do all of those things, plus reach more kids in a more cost-effective way so that we can ultimately have more impact, which is pretty cool. Well, and not only that, I mean, didn't even mention the fact that, you know, in the old days, old days, two years ago, <laughs> um, we, you know, we would set everybody out on their path for the year. We'd send them their incentives and all of their logs and their coaching guides. And we'd say, here you go. Good luck. And then we really didn't have that much interaction. I mean, we have a coaches forum and Facebook groups, and obviously if they need help, they can call us at any time, but we really wouldn't know the impact of the program club until we reached the end of the year and we got the finisher survey back from the coaches. And so now with the daily data feeds that we are getting real time, um, we can see if a club is struggling, if they haven't logged any miles for four or five or six days in a row, if they haven't logged in, if they haven't added you know, a volunteer to help with scanning. Now it gives us, the staff of Marathon Kids, the ability to see problems and to reach out proactively to say, hey, what's going on? I noticed this. We help with what, what do you need? How can we troubleshoot this for you? Yes. And you know, we believe that this is a unique differentiator for our program. There's other kids running programs, but we don't believe any of any of the other programs have taken this sort of leap digitally that we're taking 
which, as I said, not only gives us more data, but also more reach. And it's really, really exciting transformation. And it's part of what we're working on now and a part of why, as we'll talk about in a little bit, we're trying to raise money around this 25th anniversary so that we can support the next 25 years post this digital transformation. Yeah. And I just be really clear, Chris, that everybody understands. I mean, we are not we are not using any sort of GPS kind of tracking devices for these kids to track miles. This is a QR code that they wear while they're at school on a lanyard that is scanned, and that's how we're capturing. You know, the tracks are put in by the coaches, and then it's scanned, and that's how the mileage is tracked. I think one of the biggest hurdles that as we were looking to move in this direction was the privacy of kids and the, the laws and rules kind of surrounding kids' data and information. And so we, you know, went through all of the right um, iterations of, of the rules and, you know, the FERPA and the COPA compliance to make sure that we were not um, capturing information that we should not be capturing. And that was blind to us as to who that kid was, but now we have good data on how old, you know, it's X runner, age, grade, miles, minutes, and so not individually specific by name child data. Yes. So I want to talk now before we talk about maybe how people could give back or get involved if they'd like to, just a little bit about general principles around getting kids active that obviously we use within Marathon Kids, but a parent could perhaps think about whether they have access to the program or not. So I want to go through just a few tips because I do get as a coach, I often get parents coming to me and say, hey, my kid's interested in running or maybe they see me doing that and I want to get them involved because they're asking me about it. How do I do that in a safe way that respects the fact that they're still young and developing and obviously still growing as a human. And so what are some things there that you could tell parents that would help them along that path? Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I always point to, and it is, it's our pillar um, that we talk about in, in setting those long-term behaviors and that is role modeling. I think parents are the first role models for their kids. And I think that if you're getting outside or getting, you know, being active with, even if that's, you know, dancing in the living room, whatever that is, um, just being physically active yourself is setting a good example for your child. Um, I think that people really don't understand that the sedentary lifestyle and, and the, the crisis that it has created for kids. I talked about the 60 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity, and that's not all in one chunk. It's spread out throughout. And to think that only one in five kids is getting that, you know, you need to, as a parent, be thinking about, oh, okay, you know, did they play today? Were they outside? Did they, oh yeah, they did that a couple of times, that a couple of times. Okay. We checked the box. Then as they get interested in running as a sport or marathon kids and trying to achieve their miles, then I think it's important for the parent to just be, be aware of what the, what the kids are doing and, you know, just making sure that they're not trying to push too hard, do too much at once and making sure that you're, they're staying hydrated, that they're getting proper nutrition, you know, all that stuff that that parents um, know and, and that there's information on and that we have on our website that parents can come and get information about um, 
about physical activity and nutrition and, and training tips and games. Yeah. One thing I, I mean, related there that I would emphasize is that you want the kids to lead. You want the kids to lead with their interest. And I think that applies in any sport, not just running, but you want them to want to do it and not to be forced into doing it. And so you have to ask yourself as a parent, is this something that they're really interested in? If so, let them lead. And you do that by keeping it fun, by keeping it dynamic and unstructured. I think often you let them lead by giving them that opportunity to move in aerobic ways through sports. So soccer, I grew up playing soccer. A lot of elite distance runners grew up playing soccer. If you've heard any of my interviews there and so aerobic oriented sports doesn't have to be soccer, could be field hockey, lacrosse or other good examples. I think tennis is a good example. There's lots of aerobic sports out there that are ways to get kids active in an aerobic way without necessarily giving them super rigorous training. Because I think that's the thing you want to avoid is a really rigorous structured running specific training program. Not that they can't run, but you don't want them doing really specific workouts or doing really rigid training programs because it's really too young for that. But anything they can do to move aerobically is a win, especially if they're having fun and wanting to do more of it. Yeah, totally agree. I think the key word that you said there is fun. And we know this, you know, from our own kids and we know it from kids in marathon kids. If it's not they're not going to want to do it. And so, and I think there's a lot of ways to make it fun. And that's what we kind of help coaches with, um, you know, and parents too. turn it into a game. I mean, kids love games and it, by doing that, then you allow them, like you said, to lead or they get to win even better, you know, so um, make it fun, turn it into a game and do it with them. I mean, just be out there with them. Um, some of the greatest stories, you know, we have so many examples around comes to mind immediately of parents running with their kids and what it now means to them as they've turned into real runners. Um, so pretty yeah, good stuff. Do it together. I think that's a great point. That's something we saw a lot in 2020 is parents getting out there in the middle of maybe a virtual school break, getting out there running, walking with their kids and, that's that's where the real magic is if being able to not only let them want to do it but show them by doing it with them building that bond through it it's pretty pretty cool yeah so let's talk about if someone was interested in marathon kids how they might get involved how they might help because one thing i I also want to make sure people are aware of is yes, we operate through the schools, but we also have a club program. So if you're interested in starting a marathon kids based program, whether it be after school, through a church, through another organization, even in your neighborhood, that is something that we offer to those that want to do the program outside of schools. So talk a little bit about that for somebody who might say, Hey, I need this for my area. Yep, for sure. So um, yes, we do, we have community-based programs. Um, anybody can start a club, can become a coach. Uh, we we kind of direct you first to your school. So if you have a child in elementary school, you can claim that elementary school for Marathon Kids, and you can get involved immediately by starting a Marathon Kids club in that school or for that school. 
Um, same thing would work for a community organization, a church. You just, um, there's a, on the site, you're directed to schools or, or other organizations. You would choose other, and then you just define what it is, and we, we get you going. Um, it's as simple as rostering the kids, getting the QR codes, us sending you the, the coach's guide digitally, and, and then get moving. Um, so we have all kinds of tips and tricks on how to make it work. Um, you know, the coaching and volunteering, sharing that together is super easy. And also get involved with Marathon Kids, you know, um, as a volunteer. We always have events and things that are going on in Austin and other places. We have a place on our website. If you're interested in being a volunteer, we'd welcome you to join us. Um, but mainly if you want to get a club started, I would say you either go through a school or you choose other, and then it just leads you through defining who you are and what you want to do. And all of that's on marathonkids.org. I'll of course link to that in the show notes as well. And then lastly, you can donate. You can give money to support this cause. We are a 501c3 organization. So your donation is tax deductible. And as a part of the 25th anniversary, we're trying to raise money to really help us develop that next phase of Marathon Kids and really kick us kickstart the next 25 years. Personally, I have a goal to raise $20,000 for the program. And I'm going to kick off that fundraising really in the next couple of weeks. And so my mission at the end of this month, I'm going to do it from January 25th through January 31st, is to run walk 104.8 miles in one week as a part of my fundraising efforts. So 104.8 miles in a week, run walk. And I'm asking you as listeners, anybody who wants to support the organization to essentially sponsor my effort to help me with my fundraising goal. You can do it by providing a one-off donation. You can support me per mile that I complete during that week. And I'll be giving you updates on that through my social platforms. I'll post a link in the show notes again on where you can actually contribute and donate to this cause. But my hope is that through my own goal of completing a marathon kids program in one simple week that I'm able to raise awareness for it and hopefully encourage all of you to support us financially as we try to reach more kids through the program. See what you did there, Chris, you turned it into a game, just like, yes. just like we said with the kids. So <laughs> the fundraising becomes fun because yes. you turned it into a game and um, yeah, so Chris, I, you know, I have to give you credit. You laid kind of that challenge down for the entire board at Marathon Kids and um, you're leading by example and I, I love it. And um, so, yeah, we're excited. I'd love to see everybody support Chris in his effort. Um, I have no doubt that he will simply <laughs> complete 104.8 miles in a week. Um, but yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's it's exciting. And, you know, to emphasize, everything goes back to the program. It's a lean in me organization, as you said, only 11 full-time staff. And I think we do a good job of investing as much of any donation right back into the program so that the kids directly benefit. And as a part of this 25th anniversary campaign, you're really helping us establish the next 25 years, as I mentioned. And with this digital transformation, it's exciting because we can reach so many more kids so much easier in, a, in an easier way, a cheaper way, and in a way that will have more impact. So this is a time to get involved if you're willing.
Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> so as we wrap, Cami, final thoughts on the organization and what you want people to know about Marathon Kids. Uh, you know, it's final thoughts. I think we've covered everything. Um, it's amazing that this organization has served a, a complete generation of kids and that we are laying the groundwork to serve the next generation of kids just in Austin, but across, across the country. Um, I'd love for people to get involved. I know runners are passionate about running. Everybody has their individual story of why running is important to them. And I think that, that knowing that as a runner, it's easy for you to wanna to give that gift to a child. And if that donation causes that one kid to make that connection, to running, that they are going to be a runner for the rest of their lives, or that they're going to live a healthy, happy life. Or participate in marathon kids. I don't know of a better gift that you could give. So, I'm just excited to be a part of the organization. I think we're doing amazing things. We have an amazing team. I say that all the time, and I honestly believe it. They are incredible. They do so much work, and um, yeah, we're just we're excited and we're ready ready for this next generation. I think you summed it up well. Give the gift of running because that is such a powerful gift. And for those that listen, they know the impact it can have. So a small donation can go a long way. So support my cause, 104.8 miles here in just 10 days or so when I'll be kicking that off or well, just a couple of weeks. And I'll keep you posting all that via my social channels. And I'll post a link if you want to contribute in the show notes so that you can help support Marathon Kids. Thank you so much, Cami, for joining. And thank you, of course, for all that you do for Marathon Kids. It's fun to work with you on it. Thanks, Chris. I, I agree. Same with you. I love working with you and I appreciate you having me on the show. So there you go. That's Cami Hawkins from Marathon Kids. Thank you to her for joining us. And thank you to her for all the work she's doing for Marathon Kids to help all those kids across the country get active. As we mentioned there, I've got a big challenge in front of me. I'm going to try to run and walk 104.8 miles next week. Now, that's from January 25th to January 34th. So I'm going to try to cover 104.8 miles in the week. That's an average of just under 15 miles per day. And as a part of that effort, I would love for you all to sponsor me by giving a donation to Marathon Kids. I'll include a link in the show notes. Anything you can spare to help the cause would be lovely. If you want to do it by mile, you can sponsor me for 25 cents a mile, which adds up to $26.2. 50 cents a mile is $52.4. And of course, if you do a dollar a mile, that's $104.8. But of course, I'll take donations of any amount. If you can spare some money for this great organization, I would really appreciate it. Again, all donations will go to Marathon Kids and all of that is tax deductible as well. So look for the link in the show notes, contribute if you can. And if not, just follow me along on social media, particularly Instagram at Rogue Chris. I'll be documenting my journey to 104.8, which by the way, would be a mileage per week record for me. So I've got a big challenge in front of me. All right. So with that, we'll wrap it up. As always, you can check us out at roguerunning.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Rogue Running. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.